G'day guys and girls and welcome back to the second part of this week's podcast. So what we want to do is we want to jump straight into your questions on Twitter. Uh, we've got a few this week, so if you ever want to send us yeah. a question, don't forget to uh, jump on Twitter and find us. We're at ExtendedBenchAU. Ask us a question anytime. If it's during the week, we'll try and answer it then and there. And if it's close to the podcast day, we'll, uh, we'll see if we can answer it on air for you. Absolutely. Uh, so first question this week is from Brody. And he's wondering, what would you do with the following players in redraft and keeper leagues? Uh, Brandon Ellis, Nick Newman, Joe Danaher, and Dan Hanabry. Uh, would you buy low, uh, sell low, hold, or drop? Now, obviously, the big part of this question for me is whether you <laughs> uh, is whether you own or, you know, don't own them. I mean, you could, if you sell low or buy low, is completely dependent on whether you have or don't have them. Uh, great catch here, right? <laughs> your, I, your tablet sa- there, I saved mate. your tablet, it's okay. <laughs> Almost lost it. Almost smashed that your tablet on the That would have made the rest of the podcast quite Oh, mate, you, no, you just would have been quite sad for the rest of the podcast. Um, so, all right, first player there, Brandon Ellis. Um, if, I'm going to say if you own him. So, yeah, I, I'm going to completely ignore if you don't own these players. Yeah. So, um, if I own Brandon Ellis. Brandon Ellis, would you sell him low, would you hold him, or would you drop him? Brandon Ellis still has value, so I wouldn't drop him. Like even if it's just name value, Brandon yeah, Ellis, you're not dropping him. Still has enough. I haven't been a fan of him from a fantasy perspective for a couple of years now. Yes, I know that very, very well. So I would not be. I guess you have to hold him. I would be trying to shop him around. I would as well, but it's very, very tough with Brandon Ellis. So for me, it's hold for Brandon Ellis because you're not going to get too much at the moment. So. Uh, he hopefully he can improve from there. Yeah, um, I know you said you weren't going to look at it from the other perspective, but if you were buying, if, if you were if someone offered you Brandon Ellis, would you buy him low? Uh, if someone offered me, I would buy him very, very low. That's why I say you just get no value out of him yeah. at the moment. And same in redraft and keeper. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. exactly the same. Uh, Nick Newman has more value in a keeper league and, than a redraft. Nick Newman has no value in a redraft league. Yeah, I'd, in a redraft. I'd drop him. Uh, I mean, if someone wants to buy him, to give him to him. Uh, for whatever they'll give you, but just drop him. Go out and drop him to the waiver wire. I should I say that I'm assuming he's not playing at the moment. Um, yeah, Nick Newman's not playing at the moment. Yeah. Um, in a keeper league, though, uh, no, hold him. Hold him. Because yeah. uh, either one or two things is going to happen. Either Horse Longmire is going to wake up and start playing him more regularly, or he's going to do a Tom Mitchell, change teams, have a role to play at that other team, and he'll probably be a pretty decent scorer there as well. So... You know, I, I definitely have a look at holding him. I tend to agree. Joe Danaher. Um, um, I do own Joe Danaher. Again. Yeah, there you so, go. You can you can attest to this. So I am holding. I'm you're, not you're looking to shop him, him around. No. Um, I think this is a form slump. He is going to come good. He is too good a player not to. What? And when he's playing well, I think he's... I mean, um, he has value in a keeper league for sure. Yeah, I, I guess I'm coming from a he's keeper perspective. Yes, yes. He's young. He's going to be a forward his whole career. And when he's in form and playing well, he scores 80s and 90s pretty consistently. Yeah. Uh, in redraft, I would give him a few weeks to see if he can turn things around. Mm-hmm. If not, then he's another one you're not going to get a lot for if you shop him around. In it, I'd probably give him three, four weeks. If I can, I'd bench him for some of that, depending on matchups, and then reassess. Yeah, I like it. Um, and the last one there is Dan Hanabry. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean... Possibly the toughest one of those. That's probably the toughest for me because you could justify trying to sell him low 
Um, you could probably sell him on name. Yeah, you could alone. sell him on name value to a lot of players out there. I mean, I know he hasn't put the numbers up. And in a keeper league, I think you just have to hold him. Um, yeah, agreed. If you sell him low, you're going to get absolutely nothing for him. Um, in a redraft league this year, you might get something half decent back. You know, it's yeah. it's really especially really this tough. early in the season still. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's really really tough with Dan Hanbury actually. I'm um, probably holding him. Yeah, I, I would hold him too. We've actually hold, held a lot of those players except for Nick Newman, particularly in redraft leagues, which we said just drop as fast as you yeah. can. Um, next question's from Ryan, where he's asking, "What downgrade option do you like the most, uh, Ronky, Much?" Warple or Spargo? Um, I think much you like for me. Much, much for me, absolutely. Um, I like him much as well. <laughs> oh god, Jesus! <laughs> you, this isn't stand up. You don't have like your two minutes up here on the mic to just like ramble out terrible jokes, mate. They're not terrible jokes. They're just puns. Everyone loves puns. All right. <laughs> uh, I I go much as well. He's just a prolific ball winner as a junior. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said earlier. Um, and I think you made the comment that his role looks pretty safe as well. There, yeah, so. I, I just I, I really like the look of uh, much this week. And Essendon aren't doing particularly great, which means that there's room for them to develop some of those youngsters. They yeah. have to show some hope. If I had to rank them, I'd probably go much Spargo, Ronkey, Warple. But you know, even then, Warple, I do rate. Just wait and see what he can do this week. He looked very good. He's uh, like we said, his disposal efficiency was very high. Yeah. Um, question from Nick. He's asking, uh, boys, LDU is averaging 36 point this season, including his outlier of 70. Uh, Zach Dawson averaged 34 <laughs> in his first season. Have I officially Dawsoned my keeper pick? <laughs> I really want to say yes, but no. No, you no, you haven't. No, Don't stress. No. He'll come good. LDU was one of my highest ranked picks uh, from last year's draft. I think I actually had him ranked at pick one from memory. Yeah, I had him ranked a little bit lower. But... I love LDU. And he's playing in a team which isn't particularly great. It has been okay, but he uh, he just hasn't had a great run of it so far. And at underage level, he was an absolute ripper. So yeah. you can only base those assumptions off of what is presented to you. And on the numbers from his underage career, he was terrific. So I think he'll improve. Yeah, I, I think yeah, he will. Yeah, no issue. Oh, Jesus. All right, I've just looked forward to the next question. Dating and advice. Yeah, dating advice. It just seems I answered to last week, so I think this is your turn now. Mate, I think you're the one who... All right, all right. Uh, you, you just got engaged on the weekend, mate. Your romance levels are sky high. Um, I'm just on a, on, a, on a high of love. All right, all right. Which means I could say anything, so this is probably safe for you. All right. <laughs> dating advice AFL asks, thoughts on your partner having an AFL player as a hall pass? <laughs> My girlfriend has insisted she'd sleep with Jack Viney if given the chance. How should I feel about this? Jeez, I think most people would sleep with Jack Viney if given the chance on that. <laughs> He's a good-looking guy. Stephen Cornelio, though, that's the that's the bloke. That's uh, yeah, right. that's you your hall pass. Oh, mate, mate. That's... <laughs> We'll, uh, Both good-looking guys, actually. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I don't think you have a real issue there, mate. I think everyone's sort of got a whole past, don't they? You'd think most people Yeah, I, I think that you looked at me a little bit weird just there. <laughs> You're just like, oh, I know who I got. <laughs> but we, uh, we won't share that one on air <laughs> because that's getting a little bit weird. So we'll move straight on to a question from uh, Jeffrey Santoso. Um, who I think I actually met at the Dream Team Talk um, uh, right. thing on Thursday. So if that's you, Jeff, uh, g'day. Thanks for sending in a question. Uh, and if not, welcome to the podcast. Glad to uh, have yeah, you. If you did meet him, does he know who you were? 
Oh, he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's asking, hey, lads, can we trust to field English and Caulfield again this week on the back of their putrid scores on the weekend? Ooh. Tough. Uh, for me, uh, Caulfield, yes. Oh, sorry, sorry. Caulfield will be a yes dependent on whether he gets a game this week. Because he keeps his spot. There's a very real chance that he might miss. They might rest him. And it's also dependent on who your emergencies are. So if yeah. if you've been sitting Dode or Murray or Finlayson on the bench as opposed to Caulfield, Caulfield probably slips down that list for me and becomes your bench emergency. Yeah, because you're looking at um, Dode is versing Carlton. Yeah. Murray is versing the Lions, and who's the, the other one? Uh, Finlayson. Finlayson. GWS. GWS. Yep, GWS. Uh, plays is versing the Cats. Oh, that'll be tough for Finlayson. On the other hand, there'll be a lot of ball coming in for him. There too. will be. So, um, yeah, for me, I, I probably move him down the list. Whereas Caulfield is playing Melbourne, who haven't been giving up huge, mm. huge scores. So, if you have those other guys to bring on, yes. But if you're trying to bring on someone like Aaron Norton or Alex Pierce, then no. He's still ranked above them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the other one was English. Yeah, I could trust him. Yeah, he's had one bad week, and he's had a lot of good weeks before. So... And he's playing against Wits this week, one of those big hulking Ruckman. He might be able to get him on the run. Yeah, he should be able to get him on the run. So, um, yeah, I'm back in English for another week. I have no issues about that whatsoever. So hopefully that helps out, Jeff. Um, We've got another question from uh, Bags, uh, who's wondering, oh, geez, who are your top 10 keeper prospects who haven't broken out yet? Very good question. Yeah, bags. Great question, mate. That is that's a big question, mate. So a lot of research needs to go into that. Yeah, we won't answer that now. No, we'll take that on notice and come back next week. Yeah, I reckon we'll uh, we'll try and put a list together for you, actually, bags, and actually give some reasons for them as well. Because we love keeper. We have mentioned a lot of guys just off the cuff over the course of the earlier. Podcast today, yeah. Um, but we'll do a bit more actual research. Yeah, let you know. So uh, you know, just off the top of my head, anyone that you know, the other question is, uh, and we might actually uh, direct message you to find out what you mean. But just uh, exactly what you mean by a player who hasn't broken out yet? Is it someone like you know Fiorini or someone who hasn't broken out on the main stage as a uh, salary, uh, cap, a salary yeah. cap guy, yeah. or do you mean someone like uh, you know a Nick Caulfield or a? A Matt Guelphy or someone like are, that. Are you talking about average? Are you talking about age? Um, uh, you know, everything. Popularity, you know, breaking out in terms of, you know, he's owned by 40% of players or something like that in salary cap. So uh, we'll uh, we'll try and figure that out and come out with a list but for we you We do love keeping questions. So. Yeah, definitely. Keep them coming, guys. Uh, question from Peter Dimnicki, who's asking, uh, who do I move on? Billings, Parker, English... Or do I double downgrade to bank some cash for next week? I'm going the double downgrade this week. Now, I think this is very dependent on your team mm, and where yeah. your team is at. Well, if you haven't been doing a lot of upgrades because you've already been doing the downgrades, yeah. you do the upgrades this week. See, my worry and is... if you're upgrading, it's probably easier to upgrade from those guys that are fallen premiums. Yeah. Um, and my worry is that there's been so much going wrong with injuries and just premiums from last year that have been doing so mm. poorly, there's been a hell of a lot of sideways trading this year. Yeah. And the pain with is, uh, with all this sideways trading, you're going to get to a point in, I mean, starting with this week, I'd almost say, when there's a lot of these rookies that have maxed out in terms of their break-even, 
you need to get rid of them. You've got to and start you ha- moving someone. Yeah. But you haven't really upgraded your side in any way. You haven't gotten any more premiums than you originally thought you had in your side. You just changed into that. the ones you just changed got. them all over. Like I said, that's my issue at the moment. Yeah. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. So I would almost say, you know, Billings and Parker, geez, it's really tough. I'm, I've got Billings. You've got Billings. I'm leaving him in my side. Because, I've got Billings and Parker. Oh, geez. Are you leaving both of them in? I had planned to upgrade Parker this week, yeah. but I'm now second-guessing that because it's you raised a good point It's there. so tough. I mean, you're going to get to a point where your rookies might even start losing money at one stage, and that's the worst situation to be in because that's not what they're there for. Yeah. So, And you don't want all of your rookies to come good at the same time. You exactly. want to stagger the, the downgrade. Yeah. So, so for, for me, I well, I'm doing a double downgrade myself, but for you there, Peter, I don't mind... Probably a one downgrade and then uh, maybe upgrade Parker. Yeah. So if we had to rank the ones to move on, mm-hmm. I would move Parker on first, first followed by Billings. Billings, followed by English. Yes. Um, that would absolutely be my list. And Parker definitely would be somewhat of a priority because he is taking up a midfield spot where you could have someone like Trelaw or someone like, or Zach Merritt who can. Definitely, like more consistently, pump out a one twenty for you on the field. Yeah. And I think the move with Parker is to sideways trade him exactly. to a, a to a Zeret or someone like yeah. that if you don't already own. Him. I think you still make money actually, a little bit of money if you sideways trade him to Zeret. So yeah, not the worst sure. idea in the world. Um, yeah, hopefully that helped there, Peter. I uh, got a question from uh, Jackson who's asking: Spargo and Matt Crouch or Much and Duncan? Uh, whose job security will be better out of Much and Spargo? Um, and actually, actually, he's thrown up an extension to that in an, a later question. He's just also said, sorry, lads, just throwing another thing out there. If I go English to Spargo and Holman to March, I can go Caulfield to, and Kelly to Duncan and Crouch next week. Thoughts? No, like English to Spargo yeah. and Holman to March. So he's going a double downgrade. Next week, he can go Caulfield and Kelly up to Duncan and Crouch. Ooh, I like that one. That's an interesting one, but I don't like planning for the future. Like two or uh, all right. That's that's a <laughs> yeah. I, know, I, I phrase that incorrectly because there's always something that something fantasy will throw up, and I've uh, it's happened so many times where I'm like, if I do this trade this week, I can do exactly this next week, and then there's an injury yeah. for four weeks, and then it screws up your entire plans. English to Spargo, Holman to March. We've already said Holman needs to move this week. Holman absolutely needs and to go. English doesn't need to move, but if you want to, I don't hate it. Mm. So you got two our two top ranked um, rookies in there, and next week you're going Caulfield and Kelly. Yeah. Uh, if you can't move them on, is that really an issue? For for me, if I'm if I was to make the choice of these trades, I would do Much and Duncan in this week because Much is the player that I really like, and Holman is the one that you're getting rid of for him. I'd prefer to keep English in the in your side because I think he can still do particularly well. I think this is just a teeny bit too early to jump off of him. And you're bringing one of those players in this week anyway. So you're bringing Duncan in this week. He's a good pick. And, you know, next week, if nothing goes wrong, then you can do your English downgrade after he's maybe made you a little bit more money and yeah, also bring in Matt Crouch. So either way, you're getting the exact same result, but you're actually doing it one week sooner and you're also getting much a bit cheaper this week. So Yeah, no, that's a fair point. I like that. Yeah, Spargo probably won't go up as much next week as much as much will either. So, and just in terms of job security, I think that much is oh geez, they're fifty fifty to be honest. 
it's really tough. Uh, um, yeah, I think they're pretty similar in terms of job security. Yeah. yeah. I think if they continue to play well, both of them have got good job security. Yeah. If they start playing badly, it's tough. Much might hang on to his spot a little bit longer just because I don't think there's as much depth at Essendon in that midfield position, whereas at... Melbourne, they have a lot of depth. They've got a lot of small forwards. So uh, I definitely think that uh, much has slightly better. Um, So, yeah, hopefully that helped there, Jackson. But for me, I definitely think much and Duncan in this week out of those options you've given me. Um, Um, I go Matt Crouch, much and Duncan. Yeah, I go much and Duncan. I think Crouch is going to drop a little bit. Crouch is going to drop a a fair bit. So, yeah, much Um, and Duncan for me too. Uh, oh, what a name. Goonbag Fantasies has sent us a question, and awesome that, that is incredible for so many reasons and on so many levels. Good on you, mate. So, he's asking Blakely or Whitfield in this week? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, I, t- I already talked about Blakely, and I know I, I've said that he is a great option. Break even of 83, 628k, so he's pretty affordable. But Whitfield, after his massive score of 122 or something like that, and now 126, there you go. He's eligible for uh, defensive status, obviously. So he's a good option as well. And he's a little bit cheaper, I think. All right, so let's have a look at some numbers. Yeah, Lockie Whitfield. What are you Whitfield and Blakely. Mm-hmm. There's only 4K difference between them. So, yeah. So they're both midfield defenders. Yeah. Um, Whitfield has a break even of 103 mm-hmm. against Geelong. And Blakely has a break-even of 82 versus Richmond. Mm. So neither one of them is really facing good matchups. Basically, for me, the question you're asking here is you're assuming that both of these guys are going to be in the top six defenders at the end of the year. So this is your upgrade. Who do you think will be the better player at the end of the year in terms of average? For me, I think it'll be Whitfield. That's why I kept Whitfield in my team through the midfield. I held him through the horrible moment, switched him into my defense this week, and he rewarded me. I would go with Whitfield, but I would understand if you personally thought that Blakely was the better player to have in the top six at the end of the year. Um, yeah, the issue with Blakely is he's competing with Ryan and Wilson for the yes. ball in that halfback role. Yeah, it's tough. So for me, I like Whitfield uh, because there's much, there's more of a chance that he'll get uh, significant midfield minutes. Um, and yeah, I just... I, I don't even know if I'm basing it off stats, numbers, or anything. Feel. It's just a gut feel that I, I, I would go with Whitfield. I think the numbers are basically even. Yeah. I don't like the fact that Blakely is versing Richmond this week. Yeah. So if you're planning on bringing both of them in, I think you bring Whitfield in first and then you bring Blakely in. I like if it. you're bringing just one of them in, I'm also probably gut feel is Whitfield. Yep. But it's pretty close. Yeah, I like it. Good call. All right, well, that's all the questions for this week. So hopefully we helped some of you out out there. And what we want to do now is we want to jump into our favorite game, which is, of course, Risk It for the Biscuit. I mean, so this is the game where what we want to do is if you've got a draft league, uh, there's an injury in your team, maybe you're coming up against the, uh, the highest scoring team in your league, and you desperately need that little push to get ahead of them, that extra X factor. Exactly, that bit of X factor. Uh, we're going to come at you with some under-owned guys who you can bring into your team this week. One week matchup. One week matchup to score you well. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do we have a great track record? Maybe. <laughs> last week we did really well. Oh, we were oh, no, sorry. The week before last we did really well. Fantastic. And last week? Not so much. Not so much. But the, uh, the rules of the game, as always, are 
that the player has to be owned by less than 50% of teams in Ultimate Footy. At the time of recording. Exactly. And that is our um, draft league uh, site. Exactly. Um, We also have to have not chosen them yet this year. So there will come a time where we are scraping, I mean, through the bottom of the barrel. And that was gone. We may have to change that. We're looking at large corners in the factory. The barrels are made. <laughs> so, at uh, that point, we find new barrels. Exactly. At one point, we will have to reverse that rule because it's starting to get a little bit tricky even now. <laughs> Only it's six a rounds. It's trickier in. than I remember it being last year. Oh, it's tough. So uh, we want to dive right in. And I think do you want a leaderboard update? Uh, yes, I do. Because actually, when we last did this, the score was five apiece. However, mm-hmm. you still had one guy to play in the Anzac Eve game. I did. Of course. Georgie Castagna. George Costanza himself. I can't remember the exact score. I think it was... It's 81. 81. 81. Yeah, okay. We'll go with 81. I've, I've got it written and underlined just here. Do oh, not okay. forget Joe Costanza. All right. I'll give you one point for that. <laughs> Love it. I'll take one point. So yeah. the score is currently 6-5 to you. Yep. Yeah. Right. Last week, mm-hmm. we because it was a shorter period um, and not all teams had played yet mm-hmm. and we were really pressed for time, we only went one player each. We did. Both of them failed, in my case, abysmally. Oh, yours, uh, yeah. George Holland-Smith. Well, George Holland-Smith got injured. So he got injured very early. He was taken off. I'll take that as an out. Yeah, you <laughs> so failed abysmally. I'll give you that. Mav Weller. Mav Weller. Close. Nah, not a cigar. Yeah, 63. It's average at best. So um, there's absolutely no way I'm getting the point for that, even no. from a forward. So we'll, uh, we'll dive straight into uh, this week's Risk It for the Biscuits. And, yes. and you've got first pick this week, mate. So who are you going with, buddy? I don't know. Oh, mate, mate. Do you do you need me to go first? Because I will if I have to. No, I'll, I'll back somewhere. All right. All right. I am going to go with... I'm going to go with a defender from Richmond Ooh, who is owned by 42% of teams. Beautiful. Currently started in 31% of teams. His last three scores are 85, 59, and 77. His name is Jaden Short. Oh, okay. And yeah. he plays Frio at the oh, MCG this round. Jeez, Jaden Short. Yeah. It's so tough picking those Richmond guys. That's why I wasn't comfortable with it. Oh, yeah. It's difficult. It's difficult to pick who's going to go each week, but Short seems to have been in pretty decent form yeah. for, for like most of the year. So. He's been pretty consistent, to be honest. Yeah. I, so Jaden Short, and I, mostly based on that consistency and the matchup. So I think he'll be good for high 70s. Just creeping over 80, perhaps. Similar to Castani. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Yeah, really like that. All right, so uh, my first pick, I'm looking at a forward from Essendon. He's owned by 17% of the competition. Uh, Matt Guelphy. Youngster. Youngster. So I like the look of his numbers. They've been slowly trending up as he plays more games. He's gone 64, 72, and 74 in his three games. So he's, he's got that nice little trend going. Uh, he's bored, of course, so you wouldn't expect him to be averaging the hundreds, but if he can come in and get you like an 85 or a 90, that's amazing. Um, mm. He's playing the Hawks, who do... They have been giving up some points. have been giving up some points. Um, and, you know, Essendon are coming off a bit of a loss. Hawthorne are up and down this year, so they may mm. get on top of them this week. Uh, and the important thing for me was with only 17% ownership, definitely have a look at him in keepers as well. Like, yeah, he's a, you did mention earlier. He's a good young player. And, it, I mean, I, he doesn't look like he's going to be, you know, a Dusty Martin or, like, anything 
like one of the top players of the comp, mm, but no, he could be a good depth guy. He could be a really good depth guy. So he's definitely one to have a little bit of a look at. So Mac Welfie is one of my picks for this week. I really like the fact that he's playing the Hawks. I, yeah. I just really like that. I, I think, think that's potentially a good matchup. Yeah, because he's playing a lot of midfield minutes as well. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah, that's my, that, that is my first pick. Uh, my second pick <laughs> is Wayne Malera. Oh, Miller, right? Yeah. Oh, so you're backing him in after a great week. That is a huge, huge risk in Risk It for the Biscuit itself. Well, I tend to go one that's sort of half safe and one that's a bit loosey goosey. Oh, there we go. All right. So he's an Adelaide forward slash center, and Mm -hmm. that was actually one of the deciding points. This is a dual position, guys. So might be more useful for our listeners out there if they actually listen to this segment. I like it. Um, 42% owned, 32% started. His last two weeks, he's gone 75 and 110. Mm-hmm. He plays Carlton this week, which could go one of two ways. It really could. Carlton are not great at the moment, so Adelaide sort of mid-level guys could mm-hmm. just feast on them, mm-hmm. which tends to be what happens when bad teams play good teams. Yeah, The top-level guys for the good team don't tend to go huge, but the depth guys tend to all get a bit of a boost. Yeah, So he either that's going to happen or the ball just isn't going to be in... Adelaide's backline and I couldn't <laughs> actually get it. So I'm not quite sure which way it's going to go yet. But I like yeah, it. Miller up. I like it. Interesting choice. Um, all right, I've got another defender. So uh, he is from West Coast. He is owned by 20% of the competition, and you are absolutely not going to like this pick. A very, very unfashionable. Uh, Tom Cole is my pick for this week. He's pretty unfashionable. Thomas Cole. Now, reason. He is, he's come back in for his first two games of the year after missing through a bit of injury and also his, uh, his father passing away mm-hmm. at the start of the year, which was uh, really sad news. Yeah. Um, the uh, important thing was in the preseason, he looked very, very good. He had that role sorted, that halfback rebounding role. And in his first two games back in, he's gotten 76 and 80. Good trend. Very, very good scores. Very solid scores for a defender. Hmm. Um, he was very highly rated as a he junior, really as an accumulator. Yeah. So this is another one to definitely have a look at in keepers as well. Like, there's always that extra spot on your squad, which is a, a floating sort of position who you yeah. can take risks on players. Have a look at him in keepers. But in a redraft as well, West Coast at home versus Port Adelaide, the ball will probably be in West Coast defense a fair amount. Yeah. And they'll be flicking it around trying to get out of there. I think there's a massive chance that he will get a lot of points this week. So, for me, okay. I know it's it's a big risk it because both of my guys are still very young players and they haven't really mm-hmm. shown those signs yet. You're really backing in the youth with this week. But I'm backing in the youth. Uh, so, I'm going, I'm jumping all on Tom Cole. And, yeah, I reckon that he oh, will... He will go for 85 plus this week. I like it. Yeah. Um, so, cool. that's, so that's I've our risk. Short and uh, Miller, and you've got Go Cole and, and Guelphy. Just very quickly before we finish up, there are a couple of guys that I found who were owned by more than 50%. Um, so, just possible waiver targets. Yeah. You want to do a waiver, a, a above 50% mm-hmm. consideration, guys. Um, Jared Berry playing Carlton this week. Ooh, yeah, that's a good option. Um, has gone really. Really big, well, he's gone big this week. He started the year off with a ton as well. So he's had a few good scores in there, playing a lot of midfield minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, So just keep an eye on him. He's a Mm centre, midfielder. They're sometimes difficult to find good ones on the 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 waiver wire, absolutely. Um, Stephen May, Gold Coast back. 
Yeah, sixty-two percent owned. So is Barry, by the way, sixty-two percent owned. Mm-hmm. So available in a lot of leagues. Um, Stephen May plays with the Bullies this week, Ooh. who really only have Boyd as a tall forward. Yeah. We think Thompson takes him. Yeah, which absolutely. leaves May free for a lot of intercepts it and does. rebounds. And Redpath is injured as well, so a lot of plus sixes available. Mm. Interesting. So, um, yeah, just a couple of ones to maybe keep an eye on if you're looking for some fillings this week. I like both of those options. So uh, we'll end the podcast there for this week. Thanks so much again for joining us. And uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, the handle is at ExtendedBenchAU. And if you listen to us on iTunes, make sure you jump on and give us a rating and a review. We'd absolutely love it. Uh, we'll see you next week and hopefully have a great weekend of fancy for you. Yeah.